0: Today I want to talk about one of the most important characters in all of the Bible and certainly in the Old Testament named Moses and chat a bit about how his story is connected to our story today. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. It's good to be with you as always. So I'm going to begin today with a couple of housekeeping things. I've talked before here about the Faith and Life Lecture Series, uh, which goes back, gosh, we've been doing it 19 years. Next year will be the 20th year. Uh, we've had a lot of those talks up on the church YouTube channel, but we are migrating them to their own YouTube channel. So, uh, one invitation would be if you wouldn't mind going to that channel and subscribing, that will help us to claim a more um, readable address for that channel. Uh, We'll provide a link to it up here. Um, And then related to that, I guess, since we're talking about that's one social media platform, um, you may not know this, but this uh, channel, Reflections on Faith, also has an Instagram, I guess, are they called page or channels? Um, So we'll provide a link to that in the description below if you want to go over there and follow it. Uh, I post things uh, there regularly, some of them connected to these episodes, some of them um, about other issues of faith. So you can find that as well. Um, So for today's episode, I am thinking again of our friend Moses. I know we did an episode recently about the call stories of Moses and Jeremiah. Again, we'll link to that. But Moses keeps coming up. Uh, In in our Bible readings, uh, he came up uh, recently in a class we did for First Communion. We always talk about the ten plagues and the story of Moses and the Exodus in that because it's connected to the Passover, which is the predecessor or the, the foundation for uh, the sacrament of communion in the Christian tradition. Um, and let's see, we also talked about it in a new member class recently. <clears throat> and his part of his story came up with a conversation I had this morning with a member of our staff here at St. Philip the Deacon. Uh, And by the way, I will mention I do that regularly, maybe once a year, twice a year, I have coffee with all the staff here. That got disrupted a little because of COVID, but boy, it's been fun to be doing that again. And I want to just say thank you to our wonderful, creative, faithful, talented staff here at St. Philip the Deacon. Um, They just do amazing things and I'm so grateful to each and every one of them. So I did share this story um, at our recent annual meeting. Um, If you saw that annual meeting, or we'll link to that as well, um, maybe I'm repeating myself here. I don't think I've talked about this story here, though, in this space for maybe ever, and certainly not for a while. So I will just recount it briefly. It's one of my favorite stories from the Bible. You will recall that Moses, as an infant, was raised in the royal household of Egypt. He got into a little bit of trouble as a young adult when he ended up killing one of the guards of Pharaoh um, who was abusing a Hebrew slave. He ended up fleeing Egypt. He had a whole new life out in Midian. He had a wife. He had a a family. um, And that's where the burning bush episode happens and God has the, this call story uh, in the life of Moses and says, Hey, I've got this little thing I want you to do, Moses. Um, and remember here, Moses is a grown man here. He has a, a new life. The last place he wants to go is Egypt where he's wanted for murder. But that's precisely where God sends him. So God says, Hey, I want you to go back to Egypt and do this little thing of asking Pharaoh to let go of all the slaves who are doing all my work. And you will not be surprised, and I think we talked about this in the episode about Moses and Jeremiah, Um, Moses said, yeah, yeah, I've got sort of better things to do, God, thanks anyway. But they have a conversation with the burning bush, and eventually, Moses is convinced to go and do this thing uh, for God, which seems uh, impossible. So they go back, or he, Moses, goes back to Egypt. And through the 10 plagues, which you can read about in the book of Exodus, uh, God continues to sort of soften uh, the heart of Pharaoh until eventually uh, Pharaoh says, yes, okay, fine, Uh, Moses, you may let your people go. And he lets Moses lead uh, the Hebrew people out of Egypt on the beginning of their long journey through the desert to the Promised Land. And as I mentioned in the annual meeting, I was connecting this to the last couple of years of challenge and disruption uh, because of COVID, among other things. Um, You know, that part of the story strikes me. Uh, One way to think about it for us in this moment, at least, is that uh, God has indeed been with us in the last couple of years. And I do believe that God has been guiding and directing and protecting us over the last couple of years. And um, I give thanks for that. And there's been a lot of pain and a lot of uh, grief and a lot of sadness in the last Couple of years. I'm not minimizing that for a moment. Um, and of course, as we've talked about before, the Christian faith doesn't suggest that we are freed from that uh, trouble. Uh, it just it, it promises our faith promises that God will be with us. In the midst of it, and I do believe that God has walked with us through the last couple of years. So that's part of the story of Moses in this uh, this beginning of the uh, movement out of Egypt. But then, what happens in this story? And this is not precisely in the biblical narrative, but it is in the <clears throat> rabbinic commentaries about this story. Is you'll remember perhaps that uh, Moses starts leading the people of uh, the Hebrew people out of Egypt. Um, And then very quickly, Pharaoh, whose heart had been softened to let them go, is once again, in the language of Exodus, hardened. And he decides he's going to, in fact, chase Moses and these people down with his army, which he does. He sends his army and all the charioteers out after Moses and the Hebrew people Uh, and of course Moses sees this happening as he's beginning to lead uh, the people out of Egypt and he realizes well I've got the charioteers on our heels and in front of us is the Red Sea. We're going to be trapped. And so understandably Moses says to God, hey God, you know, we need a little help here. Do something. Silence. Again, this is in the commentaries to this story. Moses again says to God, God, you're the one who called me at the burning bush. You're the one who asked me to do this. Please help us. Silence. Again, Moses says, God, you've brought us all this way. Why are you going to leave us to die? Do something. Silence. And again, Moses says, please, God, help us. We don't want to die here. Nothing. And it's at this point in the story, by tradition, that Moses effectively says to God, fine, I'll do it myself. And steps into the water of the Red Sea with that staff that had accomplished so many amazing things. And by tradition, at that point, when Moses steps into the water, that's when the waters part. One way to talk about that is that God meets us on the far side of risk, uh, that we take a risk, we enter into the future, not entirely sure where we're going to be going, trusting, though, that by taking the initiative, by taking the step, God will be with us and God will open up a way into the future. And as I think about this place, about St. Philip the Deacon, and I discuss this again at the annual meeting, that's where I, I sort of feel like we are now. God has been with us over the last couple of years. We are, as churches go, in a wonderful position of strength and health. And now it's our responsibility to take some risks, to step into God's future, trusting that God will uh, not only follow us, but that God will open a way for us into that future. And today, I guess I want to suggest to you in your own life, wherever this finds you, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, I might invite you also uh, to say to yourself, hmm, I wonder where God is leading me. I wonder what God is inviting me to do. And perhaps to have the courage and the strength to, in your own way, step into that sea, trusting that God will part the waters for you as well i hope that's helpful i'm grateful for you as always thank you for spending a little time with me and be well stay in touch and god bless (laughs)